Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast Strikes Back. My name is George and today we're looking at Power Rangers, the live action 2017 release. Uh, we're going to be reviewing it. I've got with me my boys, Connor. Yep. And Benny. Go, go Power Rangers. Uh, Connor, we went to the premiere, which was a bit of fun in Sydney, Australia, which is where we are from and located. <laughs> Just give away our location, why don't you? Um, yeah, I thought it was fun. I thought they kind of put on a cool little pre-show. You know, they had cool things like photo booths and virtual reality. So I thought that was That's fun. so cool that you got to go to the premiere. That's so fancy. <laughs> Good on you guys. We're well connected. Yeah. yeah. Connected by Ben. Mm. And friends in powerful places. <laughs> I love the, the little keychains we got as well. They were cool. Oh, yeah. I still haven't opened mine. Yeah. You you can have mine. It's all right. I'm good, thanks. <laughs> so, uh, what did we think, guys? So, I mean, everyone expected this to be garbage. I mean, Power Rangers has always been garbage. And yeah, so I I guess my expectations were low, but at the same time, I was excited. I grew up on Power Rangers. I loved it when I was like six years old. Super into it. And I uh, I loved this movie. Like loved loved this movie. Loved it. Loved it. Um, look, I went into it very much the same fashion. Um, I expected this movie to be utter shit um the thing i was looking most forward to um was watching george cry as he watched his childhood burn before him um look it wasn't as bad as i thought it was going to be um i still wouldn't call it a good film um and i certainly wouldn't go so far to say as i loved it but um yeah wasn't the worst i think for me it was really not too heavy on nostalgia got the right amount of nostalgia all the characters that i wanted to see were there but they added some new elements into it which were uh, executions sort of varied across those new elements and sometimes it worked sometimes it didn't work but what really really worked in this were the kids i mm, thought absolutely. the group of people that they cast in those ranger roles ranger roles were great uh and one of the best elements of the film especially the the blue ranger i thought his character was really cool um you don't often see um you know people on the spectrum in films played like that um it's nice to see a bit of representation this cast is um they're not the greatest actors by any means a few of them are pretty good um they are more attractive than anyone on the cw which is saying something um this is a good looking movie mostly because of the people in it um but they i think they did a great job i i was really surprised at how much of a character piece this movie was um i not it's not a big it's spoiler a or anything. Claim I don't to think. call it a, a character piece, but it was a character piece. It just focused on these kids. It, there was a plot happening in the background somewhere, but it, it didn't take up too much of the time. Like this is a movie. This is a superhero movie where no one suits up in costume for at least ninety minutes, which is an impressive amount of restraint. Did you find that to be you know a good thing? Yes, absolutely. I because I I really like these kids. I thought it was a good ensemble, and I I liked watching them kind of do their thing. I mean, the movie was at its weakest when they were in those weird bowling ball costumes, just doing weird CGI stuff. I agree. I think my one criticism I have of the film is the pacing and the fact that they don't suit up until that late on in the film. Now, hearing your perspective, um, just you know, say it's a daring thing, and it, it's interesting to hear that because it kind of makes me reassess the film a little bit mm. um, and showing restraint in not 
bringing them in, uh, bringing those suits in until later on. And these characters really have to bond as a team and they have to grow and they really, it opens them up um, as humans and characters and the problems they're having. And that was where the film was really excelling. And then later on, the payoff, getting them in the suits and the, and the Zords and the Megazord battle, that was the weakest part of the film for me, which I thought was a bit of a bummer because that's what I really wanted to see. Look, I for this the, for this film, I think the the saving grace is was is that they didn't get into the suits until the last twenty thirty minutes. Um, not because I appreciated the character building that they did before, because I think it was lackluster at best. Um, but mostly because the last thirty minutes I thought was crap. Not well, I mean not not even just crap, but so subpar to what I was expecting of this like for this film to deliver. So this film, I thought, if nothing else, I'll get to see cool CGI robots fight each other. Um, <laughs> I don't know what was, gave you that impression. <laughs> but it was just, it was so, yeah, the, the last 30 minutes I just thought was really unimaginative. It was very kind of, it was almost boring. Bad CGI. Oh yeah, terrible. When when I say that I didn't suit up for that long, I think a big part of that was not just restraint, but budgetary reasons, like yeah. just, they made it work. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think we're kind of agreeing about this movie just on just different levels of enjoyment with it. But I, I sat down to start watching this movie and I was impressed with, kind of, like, I don't want to oversell it. It's very much a teen melodrama um, yeah. kind of thing. But um, I was I was just digging it and I just kept waiting for the for the floor to fall out and for everything to turn into nonsense CGI garbage. And as we've said, that doesn't happen until like the last 20 minutes of the film. So I, I was pretty happy with it most of the way through. Yeah, I mean, I think you've hit it on the head there, which there's, there's no kind of again, apart from the last 20 minutes, no discernible point where this movie fails Mm. hard. For me, it was, there would be these scenes where you're like, oh, that's awesome direction or some cinematography or whatever it is. And then the next scene would just, for me, fall so completely flat that I I just kind of would, you know, wake up from this dream and be like, oh, for a second there, I thought I was going to see a a cool Power Rangers film. That is a bizarre alternate reality that I was living in for 20 seconds. Yeah, there were some elements where it flip-flopped between uh, uh, the teen, like... Melodrama. Melodrama, and then it would flip to throwback to Mighty Morphin kind of vibe. And sometimes those two components of the film, the wackiness and the seriousness, didn't gel, and it felt a little off-kilter. I wouldn't say it didn't feel... I, I wouldn't say it wasn't was badly executed. I just think it was a little sort of, as I said, off kilter. I get how people find that jarring. Um, it just didn't bother me, though. I don't know why. I was just kind of having fun the whole way through. I, I was really impressed with... Um, I don't think the, the film pulled any punches with the, the lives of the characters. Like, it was pretty grim for some of these kids. Like, they were troubled teens. Like, you know, teens with attitude. <laughs> Yeah, well, Zach's backstory almost made me cry. I thought that was so beautiful, him looking after his, like, terminally ill mother in a trailer park. That was intense. But it, it executed it in a way where it wasn't like, oh, these kids are all down and out, we're pounding them to the ground. It had that realistic tone, mm. and that was part of the success with you getting on board and behind these characters and wanting them to succeed. Yeah, and it was little moments like that where, which kind of made me think, oh, this is, it is a cool film. Moments of exposition were ones that really took me out of this film because I thought that was so poorly executed in this film. I feel like if you have to have a lot of exposition in something like this, you do you can do worse than have 
Brian Cranston uh, delivering it. Not even Brian Cranston. Like I thought that was probably the one of the better moments of exposition. Well, moments where um the Blue Ranger, uh, I can't remember his name. Um, Billy. Billy. Billy Cranston. Billy Cranston. And you know why he's called Billy Cranston? Because um, Brian Cranston was in was the in Mighty Morphin. He used to do the voice of the aliens. Mm. No way. So he's returning to the franchise after 25 <laughs> years. Um, but yeah, you know, there's a moment where he, he looks into that swirling thing of light in the spaceship and starts giving some weird exposition about what the Power Rangers are. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. the fuck did this it come seems from? seems to be like, telling the story of yeah. life and light. And, <laughs> I was like, yeah. they protect the light. Uh, or uh, that's what, like, when did you learn to read? It's just another example of how this film nearly made it for me. And then just because so many of those scenes ended on such a dud Overall, I felt like I, I never really got into the film. Like I never, um, I never could really enjoy the parts that were really good about it because they were just peppered with these moments of just complete and utter flatness. But I really loved Brian Cranston as Zordon. I really thought the effect was um, extremely interesting. Zordon in the old series was just a floating head in yeah. this glass tube. And uh, to bring that back in more of a physical way uh, i think they achieved that really well i liked alpha five bill Hader's alpha fives look as well not i wasn't quite sold on his little eyes yeah so i always loved his disc um head uh and i'm not i'm not sure I, it, it was it was good though and he was a fun character he needs some he had some good gags in there but the zords man the design of the zords and the the way that last scene is shot uh, i don't know if we're getting into spoilers now should we yeah i mean I- the zords God, they were shot terribly. And you could really see this $100 million budget um, in front of your eyes because you never got the money shot of the Zords. Like the silhouette of the design left a lot to be desired because it was just a lot of visual noise. And the old 90s one, those designs are so awesome and the silhouette is amazing and you get each one's individual character. This These ones just look like silvery blobs on the screen. I was like, what is going on? DGI nonsense. I would love to ask someone who doesn't know much about Power Rangers what they thought the Zords were, the oh, animals. right here, right here. All right, Connor, do you I know? Didn't, I didn't, I did not watch the show religiously as a kid. Like, I, you know, if it was on, I'd, I'd watch it. So I think there was definitely a T-Rex. Yep. Um, there was, a, well, it was, it was a jet. Let's be honest. It, <laughs> I, it was it meant to be a it bird? It was a jet. So it was, it's a pterodactyl. Okay, great. Right. Yep. Of course it was. Um, there was what I thought was maybe like a beetle. Like it was like... Th- yeah, it had six legs. Six no, that was the woolly eight, mammoth. Eight legs. Eight legs. That's sorry, a woolly, woolly mammoth. Yeah. yeah, you mentioned that afterwards. There's there no way that I would have been able to guess that that was meant to be yeah. a woolly mammoth. Um, and then there was a yellow thing. There was a uh, yellow thing, yep. Which, That's... again, you, you mentioned to me, I think was meant to be a jaguar? Saber-toothed tiger. Saber-toothed tiger, yeah. Fuck, you just can't tell. There's one more. There's one more. Is there one more? Triceratops. Yeah, I, oh, I yeah, thought yeah. the Triceratops looks like a Triceratops mostly. I think I did, I, but he it mostly like he should look like a goddamn Triceratops. That's one of the <laughs> easiest dinosaurs to execute. It's got such an amazing sculptural head. Yeah, it's not hard to do. I, I I think they really failed in that department. One thing with the Zords that I loved was their their little bit of mythology that they built around the Rangers. Um, in that. The, I can't remember if it's the Zeo crystal or whatever whatever planet it lands on it the Zords in, um, take form of the five most powerful creatures, creatures on the planet which <laughs> I love uh, I'm glad they I, I, I like the idea I'm yeah. glad they breezed past it though considering uh, those creatures did not exist within 
millions of years of each other. So I don't think we can get too stuck into the um, the fact checking of this film. I think the plot holds together very well. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> very difficult. Never mind. <laughs> um, Elizabeth Banks was, uh, I thought, a genuinely creepy villain for at least oh. the first half of it. Maybe like no, no, like I, I, for a kid, I would think going into this. Um, like that's like a horror movie villain. She was like Samara crossed with uh, I don't know some evil mermaid. When thing. she's when she's on the ship with all those fish in yeah. her body bag, yeah, that yeah. was creepy. That, was, that wasn't Elizabeth Banks, or maybe it was. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, she was the weakest part of this film. I absolutely hated that character. Wow, um, that'd be cool. I thought it was. I just it kind of um, added to the inconsistent tone of this film. Um, I mean, you had. Uh, you know, there are little moments of um, seriousness. There's little moments of quirkiness. Uh, and you said that they didn't gel well together, and I agree with that. Um, but her character was just straight up, you know, 90s budget TV show ridiculousness. Um, and that definitely didn't gel. I was like... It, it was just weirdly camp, though, but I, I feel like that's that kind of suits a Power Rangers movie. Like, this movie is so similar to that original show in some ways in that it's just this weird kind of melodrama mixed with action scenes that don't fit in at all. But I mean, that's, so if you're going to go off nostalgia alone, then maybe that, that performance gets a, a pass. But as far as someone that's coming to this film that doesn't know that much about it, um, and, and you presumably want to make a film that not only speaks to the, the original content, but also broadens, um, you know, for everyone to see something in it. I mean, you want to be able to, to have people like me that come to the film and are able to enjoy themselves. Coming from that perspective, that performance is so out of left field and is so just kind of not in with the tone of an already inconsistently toned film that... Well, that kind of is the tone then, isn't it? Well, I, <laughs> Inconsistent. <laughs> kind of Inconsistent is not it. a tone that's... Uh, uh, you know, it, it's just saying that it doesn't have one. Hmm. Um, I, I see. I don't think she really resembled the, the original character at all. Um, I just thought I thought she was mostly. I enjoyed her. I thought she was weird and creepy. Yeah. Yeah. The the dialogue, the way that it was like the accent, the, the weird accent. It, yeah. The, it just it struck me as just bizarre. I really liked the opening scene where Brian Cranston he was physically. Yeah, I there. didn't expect that in makeup. Uh, that was cool. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was cool. Speaking what sounded like German, sort of. Yeah. 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 Um, that, that original setup, again, was this moment where I thought, this is, this is going to be a cool film. Like, I've got this wrong. I'm, I, 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 like, I, I have to completely reassess the way I'm going to watch this film. Um, and then almost immediately, you're like, oh, wait, no, back to reality. Oop, there goes gravity. Um, if we can talk about the social issues for a moment, please. Um, <laughs> I thought they I thought they tackled them really well. Well, just after all this talk about um, LeFou in Beauty and the Beast being Disney's first openly gay character or whatever, um, like a lot of marketing hype about that, a lot of talk about it. And in the movie, it's it's really, it's nothing that they weren't doing with like Smithers in The Simpsons 20 years ago. It's just a few little winks and jokes and stuff. And he dances with the guy at the end, which is a cute ending. But uh, this movie um, has a coming out scene in it, essentially, mm. which I thought was really well tackled and as we've mentioned it has a character on the spectrum who's very well portrayed um it's never used as a joke in the movie i don't think yeah i think it's a very positive portrayal of of uh diversity which was not used in a marketing way which i'm really impressed with who would have seen that coming that one of the more progressive films of 2017 
was was Power Rangers. <laughs> I mean, I totally agree with you. It was so well handled, and I mean, out of, out of a movie, the of the five leads, only one of them is white, which is, uh, it's, of course, it's the main guy. But hey, that's pretty cool. The Zac Efron looking guy. He's Australian, actually. Actually, his um his friends were sitting, or they're either really big fans, <laughs> girls, or they were friends of his, were sitting a couple rows ahead of oh, us. Cool. Got to cheer every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, they, they tackled a lot of a lot of issues, like not only just the diversity within the cast, but they talked about, um, as you said, the, the coming out. Um, they had a scene which they talk about, like, social media and bullying. Cyberbullying and stuff, yeah. I was like, they are tackling some fairly serious issues, and mm. they're doing it in a really good way. Like, mm. I was just... Again, it was one of those moments where, like, I can't believe that I'm watching a Power Rangers film. Like, this doesn't seem right. Yeah, and Zach as well, as you said, with his mom yeah, yeah, battling yeah. that illness. Like, these were heavy themes. And, it, you know, it's a non-English speaking home, just casually, because mm. subtitles. I really like the, um, when he's driving in the car away from the school, and um, it's doing that Alfonso Cuaron yeah. spinning camera yeah, yeah, shot. Yeah. That was really cool. That, that whole chase scene was like one shot. That was really cool. Yeah. There was some interesting direction in this. This, guy, this guy's only done one other movie, I think, Project Almanac. Yeah, I really want to check that out. Didn't get a lot of good good press, but uh, I think he's an interesting talent. There's a lot of like cinematography in this film that was like just excellently shot, really well framed. Um, I liked uh, a lot of the colors that they used. Oh, and the soundtrack. People use um, Power by Kanye West in <laughs> yeah. almost every film that they want to have like this kind of badass scene. Even though it's kind of a trope now, it still worked. Yeah. It's the best execution of that song, I reckon. Um, I mean, it is a very good, I don't know if it's the okay. best. And it um, came five seconds after the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers theme song. Yeah, which yeah. I wish went for a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was such a cool moment, though. I was so I I went I wanted to see two things in this movie, and I I was I got more than I expected. But I wanted to see Amy Jo Johnson cameo, the original Pink Ranger, yes. and I wanted to see the original uh, theme song in there, and they had both, and I was happy. And Tommy as well, the Green Ranger. Tommy, of course, Tommy was there. I bet they didn't even ask him to show up. <laughs> if you have the nostalgia f- for this film, it, that's probably you're going to love that scene. For me. I kind of gave it a pass because I knew exactly what it was. I think that they it lasted the right amount of time. I think any longer and you would have found people like me being like, nope, you've lost your pass. That's too much. And he said it's morphin time. He had to say it. It didn't fit, but he had to say it. <laughs> so I've got two final questions for you guys. Number one, what did you think of the tag at the end with Tommy, the Green Ranger, teasing him for an upcoming sequel? Sequels. Couldn't sequels. care less. Five sequels, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, that's obviously what they got to do for the next one. It's, that was an awesome arc in the original series. Um, I can't wait to see Tommy. Tommy was always my favorite man. I can't <laughs> wait to see yeah. the dragon flute. Totally. Yeah, um, yeah like I said, um, I come with no nostalgia for this or no kind of real knowledge of the series. Um, it, doesn't ex- uh, like it doesn't sway me either way. Um, the knowledge that there is going to be another one, um, again, we'll see. I, I don't know about that. Like, I just, I think it interests me because, as I said, this film had moments of greatness in it, uh, which made me think, oh, if they did it again, it could go either way. And if it went, you know, the right way, I, I think that would be an excellent film to watch. Yeah, imagine if, the, imagine if this film, you know, the next one has a $200 million budget. That would be really cool. Um, okay, last question. Krispy Kreme Donuts. How much did they pay? Yeah. <laughs> Place your yes. best. That was great. That I reckon half the budget probably. Dude, like they said, they said Krispy Kreme more than Power Rangers than this. I swear. Yeah. Like, I love it. I love product placement. That's just when they just hang a lampshade on it like that. But it's just so in your face that it's a joke. Kingsman with McDonald's. Oh, Excellent. The best. I thought it was 
just the best kind of let's just stuff this in here and get a shit it. ton of money. Yeah, but this one was like the the Zia crystal was beneath a crispy cream. Yeah. You know, like it was so integral. It wasn't just they were like eating out of a McDonald's chip pack. Like this is like <laughs> they said Krispy Kreme six or seven times in this film. Yeah, it was a good gag. I think it's cool. I, I agree with you though. They they made it almost comedic in its nature. Yeah. They yeah, they did. I think I thought some of the jokes fell a little bit flat. Um I think largely because I think a lot of the jokes that Elizabeth Banks kind of put out there fell flat for me. Um, yeah. I loved the joke at the end, though, when the Megazord slaps Goldar. Oh. <laughs> he's like, worst. it was a callback. I'm like, that was awesome. I love that. that I did not amazing. like that at all. And she's in space, like the biggest backhanding <laughs> yeah. of all time. Did you just slap her? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, weird, right? <laughs> yeah, look, I just... I love that bit, man. Yeah. If she's on the moon, she's going to be on the moon. Yeah. The CGI for that definitely took like me out of that joke. Because um, it was such bad CGI. Like, she's like, you know, spinning. Like, you know, they got, oh, we run out of, I've got a cousin that has Photoshop. Let's just get him to do it. Um, you know, that that was terrible. Um, the actual slap was like, eh. I kind of accepted the bad CGI in this movie as just part of it somehow. Just because, I mean, the original show is so low budget and crappy. It's kind of worked in a weird way for me. Like, I loved when they were fighting all these rock monsters in a quarry. I'm like, that is Power Rangers fighting putties in just some weird anonymous quarry. That's perfect. Like, I spent most of this movie in that quarry. I'm like, that is perfect. I don't excuse the um, the bad CGI in this film. I think part of what I wanted to see in this film was good CGI, good fight scenes, robots, uh, you know, attacking each other, or that kind of, like, that style of film, like Pacific Rim-type um, film. But the, thing, um, the funny thing is, is I would rather watch this again than Pacific Rim. Me too. Really? No. I tried watching Pacific Rim again last year, and I really liked it. I saw it in an IMAX, loved it, and I I just I got like half an hour in. I'm like, oh. I think that's uh, a testament to how well they did the characters. Absolutely, and that's what this film does best. And if you think about well, a film we saw a few weeks ago, King Kong, great CG, shite characters. This one, the polar opposite, and. I kind of love this one a little bit more. I think we need to stop saying they were great characters. Great in the context of this kind of film. Okay. Yes. Um, I think they did a lot of unique things with these characters. Um, but yeah, for me, I would, I would still, I would still rather, you know, kind of on a, a, I guess this is the best way to summarize it. For me, I would still rather watch something like Pacific Rim because Pacific Rim knew what it was. Um, it played to its strengths. Um, and, and it looked awesome. Um, with this, I think you need, um, a nostalgia to really enjoy this film. Um, and B, I just, yeah, there's just, it was too peppered with moments of just complete flatness and disarray for me to really enjoy this film. Uh, this movie was at its weakest when it was trying to be a Power Rangers movie, I guess. So it, for me, like, I didn't like this movie because of nostalgia for Power Rangers, I don't think. I liked it when it was being The Breakfast Club mixed with Chronicle. That's when I was really into it. But um, my main takeaway from this movie coming out was I would love to see this as like a new cw tv series of power rangers i would love to see these characters carry on i'd like to see them week to week um because i think it really fits that sort of vibe um i'll be back for the sequel yeah as a mighty morphin diehard fan i was really pleasantly surprised by this film maybe it didn't deliver on the zords maybe it didn't deliver on the action sequences but the rangers i really got them and i and there was some inconsistency in tone going from a wackiness to a seriousness. But at the end of the day, I think this film was really nicely put together. The characters, as I said, 
really refreshing to see some with some depth. But that's it for our Power Rangers review. We'll have our review for the sci-fi horror thriller Life uh, up on Thursday for Top 8, where we break down all the news of the week. Connor. Thank you. Benny. Goodbye. Just real quick. Did you guys think there was any chance Billy was going to stay dead? Oh, no. God, no. He was dead for a long time. He was dead for a long time. Like, that's more than people generally stay dead in Marvel movies. Came back. I just sort of said, oh. Yeah, it was... Give him his chance. That was yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Was anyway, <laughs> see you guys. Boo. <laughs> <laughs>